Happy Monday! Happy Monday! We just had a pediatric dentist on, and she is amazing. I love her. I love her personality. I love her beliefs and her education. You know that we are very invested in oral health. We've talked about it. (laughs) Sam's had, you know, issues, and my son's had issues, so we've both done our research on it. So it was actually kind of hard to... You know, find a dentist that would, uh, she actually reached out to us, but we were, you know, a little hesitant to have a dentist on because we know so much now. Yes. We wanted to make sure that the dentist we had on aligned with our beliefs in a way, you know? Yeah. And we don't know everything, but there's a few things about oral health that we've become very passionate yes. about. You know, xylitol being one, your actual, like, diet, diet and, yes. and your gut health and everything. Yeah, and so much more. And and I've things that I never had dentists tell me, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. stuff. Now I've finally found a dentist that I like that knows mm-hmm. a lot of like the things that I've researched. Um, and this dentist knows a lot about what we've been learning and she goes more into detail on it and she's done her research and the great thing is she works with kids. Mm-hmm. And so she actually has a book that has all the details about everything from birth to the teen years. Yeah. And she had just so much great information to share. She shared a lot of the information in her books, like the the highlights yes. and things that are good to know. But truly, I feel like her book, book would be worth purchasing because there's so much more that we can learn about oral health. I know I read a book in particular, and that taught me like yep. how to transform my mouth. And so I'm interested personally in getting her book Same. because I want to be able to like learn every stage of my son's. Like I know I've messed up his mouth because of my messed up oral yeah. health, so now I need to do more work to fix it. I wish I would have got it years ago. Maybe my son wouldn't have the issues he has today. I wish I got it before I was pregnant. Yeah, I wish yeah. I knew how much my oral health would have affected my, my son. I really do. I, that's one of my biggest regrets. Right? Once I learned about it, I'm like, fuck. Right. Well, you now know? you know it for the next one maybe. Yeah. Or if anybody else is listening and, and you have kids or if you're pregnant or if you're planning on getting pregnant, this is yes. for you. Or Honestly, if you know people, your friends that are planning to yes. get pregnant, like share this knowledge. I wish somebody Same. bought me this book when I was like, I might want to have a kid. They're Same. like, well, here's the baby book. shower book. Here you go. You know, I know. Seriously. I know. Before you start kissing on your baby, yep. you know, start figuring out your oral health. Like, this is the stuff that's not in the what to expect when you're expecting book. That should be in there. I know. And it's like, <laughs> what I've learned is like your oral health is a hundred percent connected percent connected to your gut health a hundred percent i mean everything in your mouth you're swallowing down to your gut you guys which we're gonna have a doctor on soon to talk about gut health i know I'm so excited about that i know you guys so like and we're all just figuring out now the importance of gut health yeah you know and so like this start like part of it starts with your teeth yep you know so. and it's and it doesn't have to be scary you guys it does not have to be no, scary no everything she said was just like easy stuff easy stuff it's just rearranging your routine yes and it takes 21 days to build or break a habit yeah there you go so we can do this maybe in february this is our goal together yeah there we go <laughs> february is the time we'll start it so here's our conversation with a pediatric dentist thanks again for having me on here i'm excited i'm a i'm a mom first i always say that yes i'm a pediatric dentists and all that, but really it comes down to just really understanding where we're coming from moms, how the struggles we have as moms. And, you know, I remember when I was a resident before getting married and having kids that when parents would say, you know, they had a cat, it's like, well, how's brushing going? It's like, I can't brush his teeth. He runs around and I'd be like, 
you can't brush your kids' teeth. You know, I just didn't get it until I became a mom. Like, oh yeah, no, I can't. I think I, neighbors are gonna call CPS on me because they're screaming their heads off. <laughs> so yes, I get it. And so I think that's um, one thing that really kind of helped us, the success of the practice, just being a mom, um, that moms wanted to bring their kids to a mom who really could understand, empathize and relate. Um, and just know that I'm struggling the same struggle, fighting the same battles. Yeah. <laughs> Kids not wanting to brush their teeth <laughs> and snacking on stuff that's not good for them. You're so right, though. I think as a mom, too, I would want to go to a fellow mom because <laughs> I feel like maybe somebody else might shame me, you know, for the struggles that mm -hmm. I'm having. And like you said, not understand. So that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's all about just, you know, you have to come in and just have an open mind and just hear because sometimes, you know, you have to hear the hard truth about things and have to make some hard choices. Like I'm sure you were talking about making some changes, um, but it's all, I always say that, you know, it's we're all on the same team. We want the best thing for your kiddo. So let's have a collaborative effort partnership in this raising your kids smiles to be healthy and happy because truly affects our overall health. I am curious, how did you get into this? How did you choose pediatric dentistry? Yeah, you know, funny story. I actually, growing up, um, back in my youth, <laughs> I used to be a competitive figure skater, right? And so I, I love it, yeah. And um, I, my dream was to be on the Olympic sports medicine team, of the, you know, and go with the figure skating uh, team and, and be their sports doctor. So my plan was definitely to go into medicine and, and I went, my undergraduate degree was in sports medicine. My BS is in sports med at Pepperdine. And I worked as a student athletic trainer and I hated it. <laughs> like, I hated it. <laughs> I, you know, there were things I had like the baseball team. And that was also a little bit harder being a female trainer back in, you know, early nineties there as a student. And they just like, yeah, whatever, you know, they didn't want to follow instructions with icing their shoulders after and smelled horrible in the training room. I just like nothing about it. It was just my grandiose dreams with what I, the glamour I thought it was going to be. And, um, but then I got to, well, the way, way backstory, not sure if you want to know all of it, but I didn't really get to grow up with my father because he was in Iran. So I'm a half Persian and I'm half African American. And, you know, during the revolution, when I was born, so many families had to get separated. So uh, my mom and I came back to the States. So I actually got to go back to see him um, after getting my degree. And then I saw him at work as a dentist. And I really saw how, how fun it was and exciting because he kind of incorporate the medicine aspect of dentistry. And it's a lot of hands-on, the art, you know, using your hand to create art and just having that patient contact, which when it came down to it, that's really what I wanted. I wanted to be in a profession that I could serve others and help others and take care of their health. So that's how dentistry came about. And pediatrics, I mean, there's no better specialty. You, you really have to have a love for children, which I knew I had. And it's, it's very different dentistry. The pace, as you know, is for kids, you gotta go, go, go. You know, there's not a lot of window of opportunities. So you gotta get in there and make it exciting. and the way you explain thing to, things to a child is so much different than an adult. And the dentistry is quite different too, the types of work that we do. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> so 
how amazing that you got to follow like in your dad's footsteps although you didn't get to get raised with him like right yeah no it was it was really really a proud moment um and I think had I had the opportunity to grow up with them maybe I would have known a lot earlier but you know whatever journey our our life takes is always the right one and I, I think I just appreciate it even more that I kind of went around because um I love to kind of talk to kids about sports medicine and 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 you know as a dentist yes we take care of kids teeth but I really think my true job really is to just serve as a role model and try to help kids to kind of aspire to their dreams and that's where I get my joy fixing teeth is easy I can do that with my eyes closed but I really just love the kiddos oh, we love you I want you to be a dentist but you're too far <laughs> you're sweet you can make the trip out there every six months <laughs> road trip <laughs> Yeah, I have great pediatric dentists, you know, pediatric dentistry, those dentists are special and they love kids. So just, you know, one thing I do talk about um, if we get to the book is just uh, just knowing that there there is a, a difference in a family general dentists, um, which are great in seeing kids, you know, we all have the education with it. Um, but if but it's just letting the public know that if you want a specialist, a pediatric dentist has two to three years beyond dental school for their training. So where that comes to be an advantage for a mom to know is, you know, if your child falls down, bumps a tooth and tooth is pushed back or fractured, you really need, time is of the essence. You need to get to a dentist who can care for it right away. And unfortunately, if you're seeing a general dentist who's not as familiar or has experience or extra training in treating those emergencies, then you got to find someone else or they have to refer you. And then the process takes a little bit longer. So just being aware of it, there's no way that just our small population of pediatric dental specialists can see all the children. So we have to have our family dentists able to see kids. And so, yes, they should definitely have children in their practice, but just knowing just there, there is a difference, kind of like you take your kids to a pediatrician and, and not your, uh, your, your doctor. I did not know that. Two yeah. to three extra years. That's a lot of extra schooling. Yeah. Well, in that training, we get just additional information on growth and development how to handle those emergencies. And we also learn expanse techniques in sedation dentistry, having um, hospital privileges and learning how to, to intubate and all those types of things. And definitely dealing with uh, patients with special needs. So we see quite a, quite a spectrum of kiddos with medically compromising um, illnesses and conditions and just to just behavior management. Um, so it's, it's a lot involved in, in pediatric dentistry. We asked the moms, you know, really what they wanted to learn more about. And overwhelmingly, we're all just interested in the, the correct care for each of like our age range for kids, oh, you know, right. from like yeah. a baby to a, you know, a toddler to, you know, an actual little bit older kid, you know, can you walk us through kind of when yeah. should we start going to the dentist or like, how do we start oral care and kind of how long oh. do we brush their teeth? Like, do we brush yeah. their teeth and when should they brush their teeth? Just kind of Excellent. that whole process. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those are the questions I get. And you know, the hardest, hardest thing for me in the practice is to tell a parent that their child has decay or a, a lot of cavities, when in actuality, it can't be prevented just with early education. So I, I you know, applaud them for wanting to know. And, and that's really what drove me to, to write Cavity Free Kids. 
And I really wanted that because it's, you know, how to care for your kids' teeth from birth through their teenage years, because there's different things you need to do at each stage. And I really want it to be a manual that moms can go to kind of like the what to expect when you're expecting, you know, you have each kind of milestone. But, um, you know, definitely it starts a pregnancy. Um, knowing, taking care of your oral health, the diet, and you guys have talked about this in your other podcast, and I think it's amazing, but you do have to really understand that, you know, decay and bacteria is a, is, is a just transmissible disease. And so if the moms have a lot of decay or poor oral health, then just by, you know, feeding them or testing the food or kissing them, you're, you are going to transmit that bacteria over the kids. So I always tell moms to start there, make sure their diet's great and they're um, you know, the oral flora in the mouth is healthy. Now with the babies, um, right away, you know, just making sure that we're just kind of wiping their mouth just with a little paper towel or a gauze. Um, there's a great product actually made by a pediatrician in Tucson called Spiffies. And it's like, um, if you think of like a wet white, like a little two inch by two inch, and is infused with xylitol. And as you know, xylitol is great. I know you guys have been doing your research. <laughs> Very good. And xylitol is like a natural sugar that really inhibits the growth of the bacteria that causes tooth decay. So I would have those in my diaper bag if we were out and about after we're eating, just kind of swipe around, swipe on their tongue. And, and that's something good to have. Now, nursing, you know, um, middle night, I just keep a little washcloth or something, you know, and I remember like once they fell asleep, it was like putting down a little time bomb that you didn't want to wake them up <laughs> or just roll them over so you can go back to sleep. But um, if you could just wipe in there and get the, the tongue, it's just really getting that sugar source off because the bacteria now, if we're going to get in our biochem, is, you know, that first year of life is how much that bacteria is colonizing. So if we keep the counts really low, then they're going to be less risk of developing tooth decay as they get older. So getting there, brushing their gums, brushing their tongue. When do you move from like a finger toothbrush to a regular toothbrush should be when their first two little teeth appear. And that can be anywhere between ages four and six months. So just brushing the tongue and teeth is most important there. Um, also, I should kind of backtrack, you know, at delivery, if you're having any trouble with the nursing, um, it's painful to nurse, the kid, the baby falls off the nipple when he's nursing, or, um, or actually the latch is poor, um, their weight is not thriving, all these things could be linked to a lip or tongue tie. So I would, uh, you know, so, so saddening to hear moms who just thought it was them and it wasn't for them without getting just a proper evaluation, seek out a lactation consultant. They are angels. I always tell them you have a special place in heaven with a fluffy cloud waiting for you because you serve these women so well. So definitely, you know, see someone. And a lot of times still we're trying to get into the pediatrician's offices to let them know to look, you know, it's not. It's my own sisters, and I kind of speak about her story in the book that, um, you know, she went, no one could understand, they couldn't give her any advice, and then, um, and she's in Phoenix, and I was in Tucson, and I, and I was like, let me see, just send me a video or a picture, and I looked, and it was so tied right to the tip, like the tongue couldn't even come out at all, so then your tongue can't even get underneath the breast to latch, and even on the lip tie, you have to have the lip, top lip to kind of seal over the top of the breast to really get that good suction. So make sure to keep that in mind um, when you're, you have a newborn. 
And then it kind of breaks up from that whole first year of life. We love to see the kids by their first birthday. And I know parents are like, oh, there's no way they can sit in a chair <laughs> at, at one. And, and we really don't expect them to. We just want a parent, we call it like a knee to knee exam. And you probably have seen it when you've gone to your dentist where you're holding your baby facing you. And then they lay back into the dentist's lap and we have a little board, I call it my boogie board. And then their head is closer to the dentist so we can actually look down and see, do an exam. And as that, at that visit, we're just really talking about prevention, oral hygiene and diet and all these things that um, we call it anticipatory guidance. So we're helping you kind of know what to expect as your kiddo grows. And of course, we can um, see if any decay is starting. Maybe they've been kind of falling asleep quite a bit and they're a little bit older because a parent, you, you can't see the decay in the front right away because you have to think about where if the nipple, like with the baby bottle, is rested behind the teeth. So when the milk is splashing and bathing the teeth and the decay starts from behind. So it is hard, but you can see if you, if you lay your baby down in that same position at home, put them in the, you know, on their changing table or after bath time, just kind of pull, like have them lay back and just look and you can kind of see those things. But that's what we're looking for that first year of life. And, and, and during that visit, cause I won't see them again until they're about 18 months and they're gonna start, you know, getting their little finger foods and practicing eating that I just try to explain just the, the science of, you know, the, how sugar sources and the bacteria feeds off of the sugar and releases the acid. So all our processed foods, like our little goldfish crackers and our dry Cheerios, <laughs> those are the go-to snacks, right? <laughs> and it kind of goes through their toddler years. So really just kind of tell parent, I'm not saying you can never, ever, ever have those types of snacks, but just knowing the process that since they're already broken down, then it's easier for the bacteria to feed off of it. And so the byproduct is the acid, if that makes sense. So, you know, instead of having Ritz cracker with peanut butter, really having like a piece of whole grain toast and peanut butter and just kind of slice it up because it's gonna be harder for that bacteria to travel in, break it apart, digest it, and then release it. So those types of things. And then we talk about other healthy snack options that are fun, like, you know, cheese sticks, cheese wheels. It's really good information. And I, I love that you really talk about more than just brushing the teeth. You're talking about the foods we give them and, yeah. and the health and our health mm -hmm. as mothers and our responsibilities. You know, I, unfortunately, I did not get a good education growing up on oral health. And mm -hmm. You know, I, I was really good about brushing my teeth every day, but you know, maybe just one, just the once I didn't usually go twice and I wasn't a good consistent flosser and I didn't mm -hmm. love mouthwash. And so I went to the dentist maybe a year ago now and I ended up having 12 cavities and I was like, oh my goodness, you know what I mean? Like, this mm -hmm. is not good. I don't want them just to fill my cavities. Like, obviously I have a diseased mouth. Like I need to figure out something more than just fill my cavities that I don't want this to continue to keep happening. So exactly. I read... Um, a book about how to fire your dentist, but it's written by a dentist. They don't want you to fire them. No, they want okay. you to utilize them in a different way. They want, yes, they want to teach you as an adult, like mm -hmm. how to fix your teeth, you know? And, and it was really educational. It taught me all about 
you know, my bacteria and affecting my child, you know, and, and it taught me about, you know, xylitol and, you know, the, the reason why I needed to brush at night because I needed that xylitol to sit all night long versus sugar sitting all night long. You know, what, what are you feeding your mouth at night? Right. Uh, Now I have been religious about fixing my oral care and my son's oral care. You know, like now I brush and floss every single day and use mouthwash every single day, multiple times a day. And um, (laughs) unfortunately I was a mom that was not consistent and great Mm -hmm. with my son's oral care in the first year. So I'm sure he's got some issues, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, we've been, you know, doing a lot of the, the xylitol and And I'm just hoping that I can start to repair it. But like for the moms that maybe didn't follow your instructions, like how do you suggest that we fix our children's, like how do we repair that? Like what can we do to kind of fix that bacteria level in their mouth? Okay, yeah. Well, it's never too late to start. And, um, you know, you and you said it so well. It's just, you know, I got, I have a disease, you know, we, well, decay is actually a disease. And so sometimes I say it to the kids that are maybe not really listening. I was like, you know, the, this gum when I'm brushing and it's bleeding, that's not supposed to happen. That's like, if I asked you to barely brush your arm and it started bleeding, you would be freaking out, right? So your that's your body's way of telling you that your gums aren't healthy. And so by just kind of teaching them these oral habits, I think is the number one thing we can do. And I always say, you know, sometimes their parents, and, and I think they're just kind of deflecting, you know, how they feel about the situation. Was it their fault? But then kind of, you know, a blaming or making shaming the child, like, see, I told you you don't brush and that, that's what you're going to get. And you need to go ahead and go ahead and drill his teeth without giving him any numbing medicine. He needs to learn. I said, but that's, that's not going to build the right habits because um, you know, as you said, if you don't have it kind of taught to you as you're younger, you're not going to grow up with these habits. We want kids, one, to understand why it's important to take care of the oral health, make it fun, have, let them love the dentist. You know, the kids love the dentist. Usually it just comes from, you know, maybe a negative experience that parent had, um, or unfortunately they did, but we got to show them that if we do this early on, then it can be a lifetime of healthy, happy smiles. <laughs> so as far as the healthcare, you you nailed it too on talking about the xylitol and keeping it on the teeth. I actually tell the kids when they're brushing just with their fluoride toothpaste at night, just to spit it out and don't rinse because keep that fluoride on over not overnight to kind of remineralize. And for the moms with toddlers who <laughs> are you know chasing around the house and wrestle to get them to brush their teeth. <laughs> I had mine like in my headlock and then my, my leg was over their legs. I'm like, try to brush, pick your battles, pick your battles. Okay. Especially like when they're 18 months, two years old, maybe mine younger than others, but they felt like the girls needed to take control all early. <laughs> so I would let them brush their teeth in the morning, let them have autonomy and feel like they're doing because they want to be just like you. They look up to the mamas. And so brush with them, have them in the bathroom with the, with you, have them see you brushing. You go ahead and brush. And I would say have two toothbrushes because you know your kiddos, how they chew on it and just kind of walk around and all that stuff. And careful with the toddlers walking with the toothbrush because that's a, a injury waiting to happen if they fall down and can puncture. Um, but actually having the kiddos brush first and then say, okay, mommy has a turn. And then you go in with the other toothbrush and get in. So that way the bristles aren't flared and you can get in there. But at bedtime, that is when you pick your battles and that's when you got to wrestle them down. It's tough, you know, 
I understand, but just trying not to miss that nighttime brushing and introducing the flossing just as soon as those molars are touching. So usually like by two and a half, they got their baby molars and, and let them know you have to do that because again, we're just building the routine. Oh yeah, mom brushes and then flosses. And then we get to read my book and then we go to bed. You know, it's just part of the bedtime routine and just not making a big deal like that this is just a horrendous thing to do and it's so hard, it should be a lot of fun. You know, kids like choices. You can have an array of toothbrushes. Uh, what, which toothbrush are you gonna pick tonight? You know, and with the floss sticks, I'm more of just get it in and quick and consistent. You know, I don't want you to get a strand of floss and trying to floss this toddler's teeth and they're like doing back flips. Just a little floss sticks with the big handles or, you know, that's fun for them to have, but for if the parents are flossing, just the kinds you have little white picks and, and leave them out on the counter, especially for our younger kiddos who are trying to do it on their own because it's kind of that concept of the fruit bowl. If you see a bowl of fruit on the table, you're more apt to go grab it. Well, if you have your flossers there, then they're apt to go grab it and start to floss, but just a quick in and around, be done. And um, yeah, I think that's the main, main thing is just um, as far as oral hygiene, it's just the consistency about it and knowing how important it is while you're sleeping that we need to get all the sugar sores off. And a lot of parents are, you know, I have a really healthy diet. Um, we don't give them a lot of candy. But it's not just candies found, sugars found in candy, but you know, energy bars, Z bars, granola bars, you know, all those carbs in there, the raisins, the craisins, the honey, those get stuck in there. The chips, now when we're kind of moving up in ages, I haven't quite got to our tweens, but you know, the spicy chips, the flaming hot Doritos and the Cheetos and the Takis, <laughs> they're usually paired with the soda. That is just horrendous on the teeth. You know, I talked to the kiddos, especially I can see when their enamel has almost eroded away, like your cuss tips are now kind of flat. Yes, you can have that from grinding your teeth, but it's a different type of shallowing out that we can notice the characteristic of that molar that is caused from acid erosion. And so those chips to make them spicy, I said, they put acetic acid in it. So one, you got this processed chip that's gonna stick in your teeth for like hours and hours and hours. Plus it has acid in it. And then you forgot to brush your teeth before you went to bed. That's the recipe for decay. So I just think parents just, just staying on them about that. And it's tough to say, and you know, I will say, you know, in this past year during the pandemic, you know, when all the, you know, all the toilet paper was wiped off the shelves. So were like all the goldfish crackers. <laughs> and unfortunately the kiddos, and I saw it too. I was home for eight weeks when we had to shut down. And, and I saw my 13 year old at least 18 times a day going into that pantry. I was like, oh my God. So they're just kind of grazing on these snacks. They didn't have anything else to do. The routine was off. And in, in addition, um, with the routines being off when they were in their normal, like get up, brush your teeth and go to school. It was more like get up, roll out of bed and go log into school. Some of them weren't brushing as normally as they used to. And then the, the days got a little bit longer and then they were up gaming. I don't know, maybe I'm just talking about mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it, it is true. Hygiene is so important guys. But if I could stress one thing today is truly diet. Cause I could have families I know they raise their kids the same. I mean, even siblings. 
And then one kid would just get all the cavities and the other one doesn't and the mom just doesn't know. But when I start digging in and seeing their, their diet habits, it usually comes down to that. What you're drinking. Yeah, you know, especially the juice. Oh, sorry. There's just so much. I just wish I had like two hours. <laughs> no, I love it. I was just wanted to comment on the fact that you talked about the grazing aspect. When mm-hmm. I was doing my research, it was saying that that's like sometimes the worst that you can do because you want to try to like take some type of xylitol or brush your teeth after you eat. It's mm-hmm. grazing all day long. There, there's no really way to do that. So instead, like try to eat, 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 take yeah. your xylitol, brush your teeth, and then don't eat for a while. <laughs> don't eat. And you know what is really scary? If they were um, eating something really acidic or, or spicy, that is, is recommended that you don't even brush right away because what has happened, and even with juice, and, and, and let me also talk to the moms that maybe enjoy a few sweetened coffees <laughs> or their you know, sparkling waters. The acidity in those drinks is lower than the pH of um, where you start to lose enamel. So if we think of the scale, and I kind of have this on the uh, website, themommydentist.com, and on the book that there's this whole thing on erosion and the scale of neutral pH is water. And then you go, which is a pH of seven all the way down to like one and zero, which is like car acid battery, right? So when you're at a pH of about 5.5, that is when the enamel starts to break down. Once the enamel breaks down, that's when, you know, decay sets in, okay? So sodas and juices, we're getting down to like, four on that. Um, Coffees and teas are like four or 3.5 in that area. So if you've had that, you've now softened the enamel. It's best that you swish with some water, have some water, kind of rinse it off, but wait 20 minutes before. So your saliva can kind of repair and our saliva is our natural buffer. Um, We have to have good saliva flow. So kids that have a maybe an illness or taking medication, that's reducing their saliva flow, they're at higher risk of getting tooth decay. Um, so then you wait the 20 minutes and then it's safe to brush. But then that's something. And I, so I try to tell the, the parents and the kids like, so if, if it's that bad on your teeth, <laughs> which is the hardest substance of your body, what is it doing to your insides and your gut? Like all the spicy stuff. I've read about that too, though. I'm glad you said that because I forgot about, um, my mom will sometimes be like, oh, you know, wants to give the grandkids a treat before yeah, bed. Oh, yeah. like, well, they gotta, they're going to bed, they're, they're going to brush their teeth. Well, yeah, they can brush their teeth after, but they need the time in between eating it and brushing their teeth. Thank you. Yeah, I never understood so that. I'm like, well, I read something. I didn't remember the actual <laughs> details of it, but I read something. You're not supposed to brush. I got the key point. That's the most important. Yeah. I'm glad you explained it. Yeah. It also kind of makes me think about the milk that a lot of moms give their kids right before bed, you know, mm-hmm. too. And that can't be good then, right? Yeah. No, gosh, it's so hard. If we could just shift the, the order, <laughs> you know, have your milk, have your nighttime, whatever you're going to have, and then brush. Oh, and well, yeah, I want to just also emphasize one thing. So brush after that, that way you have the milk off. So it is a little shift, but yeah, there's going to be a little static and a little pushback at first. Anytime, no one likes change. <laughs> Surely a child doesn't, but just to stick with it. Um, vitamins, if we could talk about vitamins for a moment. <laughs> Let's do it. The gummy vitamins are literally causing this new wave of decay in children. Gummy vitamins are basically like a gummy bear a day. They have the uh, sucrose syrup in there that makes it gummy. 
Now, can, are you gonna like throw away that big Costco size bottle of gummy vitamins you just bought? No, and I'm not expecting you to, but I just, again, I always just like to give the information and then you take with it what's best for your family. But if you have it, I say, get them gummy and then brush after. So I think it would be better to have them get their vitamins at bedtime, right before brushing and you brush it out. If it's better for them to do it. Well, I just speaking from my experience, I know mornings at my house is ridiculous. Everyone, well, of course this is before homeschooling, <laughs> but we'd be busy running around. I'm trying to pack the bags, they're getting their lunch together. I know that they're going to have their breakfast. If they had their vitamins in the morning, they are not going to have time to go and brush their teeth before they have to get out of school. I just, it didn't work for us in our family. Maybe your time frame is a little bit different, but just the key thing of not letting it sit in your teeth. Just remember duration of time is your enemy. So that's why we say with the, the soft fishy goldfish crackers or the dry cereal, you know, after you have something like that, if you look in their mouth and you didn't brush, literally like two hours later, it's still sitting on the grooves of the teeth. So it's just sitting there, bacteria is having a picnic, like mm, 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 it's all good. And it's releasing the acid. So those gummies, you know, they're just stuck in the teeth. And they're off to school all day, school day, come home, have another snack. They're not thinking about brushing unless you, you know, ask them to. And then, and then heaven forbid, they forget to brush before they go to bed. Then that's been sitting in there for 24 hours. Yep. We used to do the chewy ones until I read about that too. We switched to the, uh, so we went from gummy to the chewable ones. I'm mm -hmm. curious, is there any that you recommend in particular? As far as oh, you know, <laughs> um, I don't have a favorite brand. Um, I, cause I just kind of go for what's on sale, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do know that um, the chewables, like I grew up on Flintstones and Flintstones has them, of course, <laughs> but you know, what's good about the, the chewables is that they're water soluble. So over time, your saliva is washing it away. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't remember the brand I have. I'll have to look. I know. I'll have to look. The kids yeah. like it still. Like, I, well, like, yeah. They love the gummies, you know, because it's like a treat, but we switched to the mm -hmm. chewy ones and they like those just as much. It's like, yeah, I can't think of the name. I order through Melaleuca okay. <laughs> and they have some great natural ones too. <laughs> good okay. to yeah, no, good to know. I definitely learned a few things. Like we do the gummy vitamins. So, and sometimes it's, um, it's the way to get him to brush his teeth. It's like, right. I get the, the gummy. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I will. But you're I brushing will. after. You're yeah. brushing after. Just the for the adults. I think now they have like the sour gummy vitamins. I'm like, oh come on. I saw I saw a thing the other day. It's like, how come we haven't figured out um, gummy birth control pills? Yet? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> you're onto something there. Yeah. But I know it's like, I wonder, like, did a dentist like create those sour gummy bites? Yeah, right, right. Job set, job security. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, I'm glad that you're giving us this information, though. Like, most people just hear brush your teeth, wash your mm -hmm. teeth. You don't hear all the other stuff that really is really important when it comes to the health oh, of your teeth. Well, so, thanks okay. for letting me share it with your audience. <laughs> In, in my journey of learning about my adult oral care, I found out that like, because I have like this disease mouth, like I need to take extra good care of it, right? To kind of get it back in shape. And it was saying mm -hmm. it could take like a full six months for my bacteria and not just on my teeth, my tongue, my gums, like everything to kind of go mm -hmm. back to normal. So mm -hmm. by me getting my mouth back to normal, am I going to be able to spread that good bacteria to my son then and kind of help? fix what I broke? 
It's a little bit more challenging because now he's created his, uh, unless you're having a new baby. You gotta have a new baby. Next <laughs> one in, in the future, not right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so for sure that's gonna, that's gonna help. Now, once we've kind of created the floor, the kiddos have their floor in the mouth, um, introducing something different, it's gonna be hard to change, but working with him in his floor, doing the same exercises and the same things that you've done, is going to be great. Like I would say really, you know, mouthwash is great, but really scraping the tongue and don't, you don't have to get the tongue scraper, but just brushing the tongue, just making that part of it will get all that, that bacteria. Cause our tongue is like a sponge, right? And it just has all these little crevices for them just to hide in. So starting that early is going to be really helpful. Good to know, I do have a, a tongue scraper. Do you use that? Are you okay with those? Like, oh, sure, I am. Yeah, I'm like, just, you know, save that and save your money and just use your toothbrush. <laughs> I also use a, a water pick. Yeah, so water pick. I love water picks. I, the, with my teens, my tweens, I worry sometimes because it's easier to use a water pick that they'll use that in place of their floss. So I kind of explain it's a, it's a good addition to your oral hygiene routine. Um, I definitely kiddos are in braces. You got to have a water pick or, you know, a lot of dental work um, for adults with bridges and stuff. A water pick is really helpful. Um, if you're going to use a water pick, the one I really like is by uh, Philips who makes Sonicare okay. and it's called Air Floss. So what it does is, and it's chargeable, you put the water in and you can even put mouthwash in it if you like, um, but it does like a water air burst. So you can kind of get it right up into the little in, in between the teeth and then you push the button and like, and at first it kind of shocks you a little bit like, oh, wow, that was a lot. But then it's kind of fun. It's like a little spa in your mouth. So that actually uses a little bit more for force and is more directed in its direction. So it's more effective. So they have some research showing that it's pretty, pretty close to flossing your teeth. And for kids, you know, yeah, you, you want them to do something that's fun. Sometimes just switching up what they've been using, um, they get excited. It's called, you know, the novelty effect. So that's why they get a new toothbrush and they're gonna be using it more often because it's fun. And there's so many new different ones out there as far as like smart Bluetooth enabled where you can look on the phone and see how long they've been brushing, what areas they were missing. Uh, yeah, this is crazy, all the stuff, technology that we have out there. But I'm pretty old school, you know, when they're young and little, just say, we're going to brush until the song is over, you know, turn on a song on the phone and um, just brush and have fun, boogie around, just, just make it just fun. That's the take home message. <laughs> and then also we give away like the little uh, two minute timer, those sand timers, yeah. right? Where you flip it. So that's kind of fun. They got to, can't stop brushing until they see that go down. So those are little things that are fun for kiddos. <laughs> but yeah, don't throw away your water pick. You can still use it, but just make sure you're oh. fast. <laughs> and what, what can you tell everyone again, what's the name of your book? Where can they find it? Your website and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, Cavity Free Kids, How to Care for Your Kids' Teeth from Birth Through Their Teenage Years. Um, you can go to, so a lot of resources in there. And, you know, I talk about what to do in a, an emergency. Um, go to, I talk about how to wean your child from the pacifier, different approaches I did for my kiddo, um, you know, dental erosion that we talked about and um, pregnancy tips as far as your oral health. And you can go and get all that information for free on themommydentist.com. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Cool. 
I seriously, like with everything that I've learned, you were very in line with that mm -hmm. and like taught me even more and expanded upon that. So I really love everything that you had yes. to share today. And I, oh. I definitely, my Sam stamp of approval. Yes. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'm a mom worthy dentist. Yes. <laughs> and now we need you to move over here. <laughs> I'll well, give you a ring when I'm visiting. There we go. Well, I really appreciate it. I mean, you guys are just growing such an amazing platform and community, and you're being role models for your children just to see, to just follow their passion and do what's important to them. And, and you can balance it all. So kudos to you guys and for leading the way on that. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. I loved her. Love her, right, guys? <laughs> I, now I regret that. I want to ask her about remineralizing teeth. Like, darn um, it. We have to have her back on. We'll have to have Obviously, back on. we need to now we need to talk more about remineralizing. So many things we could talk about. And hey, she's local. Maybe we can meet up for coffee or something. <laughs> can we be your friend? Yes. Because we really like you. I love meeting the local. <laughs> so you can check out her book, Cavity Free Kids. You can also follow her on Instagram at Dr. Layla Hishaw, and that's spelled D R. L-A-I-L-A-H-I-S-H-A-W. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I know, it is a mouthful. And her website is going to be themomdentist.com. So you can find out more information there. She was amazing. We absolutely loved her, loved everything she had to say. Um, so much good information, and I'm happy we had her on. Don't forget, if you guys want to hear more from us, you can join us over on Patreon patreon.com slash momworthy that's where you're gonna get lots of juicy stuff like, oh my god they're so good you guys oh my gosh i can't wait for the ones that are we coming have like this month. sugar babies on there we have a, a a mom that was sucked into porn by her hollywood agent we have a multiple cult series you guys yes. like a mom that has 52 siblings and five moms Insane. you guys and we have a lot of really good shit coming up on patreon so if you love mom worthy you want that extra juicy shit and mm -hmm. you want to support us Head on over to Patreon. We'll see you there. Bye, guys.